Let's make today a great day. Today is a new day. This is the Daily Treasure Podcast. Hey everyone, this is episode two of the Daily Treasure Podcast. I'm your host, Abe, and I'm excited to be able to continue this podcast into the second episode. So very excited to keep the podcast train rolling. And so for today, um, I'll be talking about a few things. The first is um, because I had emphasized in the previous podcast episode that both the Daily Treasure blog and this Daily Treasure podcast focuses on expressing gratitude every day, or in other words, unearthing treasures to appreciate every day. I wanted to start off on that note, so we'll start with a few things that I'm thankful for. And I wanted to also talk about what the podcasting experience has been like. Uh, I am quite new at this, and so I wanted to give some insight into maybe those who are looking to get into it, have thought about it, and kind of give my take based on recording my first episode and preparing for this episode as well, how that's been, so that um, I can just give a really honest assessment of the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. And then the final part, I wanted to continue the multi-episode series that I've titled 30 Before 30, which is basically a list and brief explanation of 30 things that I wish I had known or done before I hit the age of 30. And so very excited to continue the list there. In the first episode, I had covered the first five things, and then for this episode, wanted to cover things 6 through 10, so very excited about that. But with that being said, I'll go right into it and start off this podcast episode by talking about two things that I've especially been thankful for recently. And the first uh, first thing that I'm thankful for is definitely my parents. Um, they have supported me so wholeheartedly throughout their lives. As I was growing up, um, they definitely wanted the very best for me and pushed me to be, be the very best, but they were never unreasonable. Uh, they always did everything they could to support me, and I never felt that they were too overbearing, but they always wanted me to do my best, and as long as I did that, they were very, very reasonable, very loving, and very supportive. And interestingly enough, when I told my parents that I had wanted to start a podcast, they were actually very supportive of it. Um, it's funny because they kind of confused podcasting with making YouTube videos. And so they started asking me, well, are you okay with that? Like, you know, don't you have to look nice before you record the video and things like that? And then I, I was like, mom, mom, um, making YouTube videos is different from podcasting. I can probably and will very likely be recording my own voice in my pajamas or in some other comfortable attire. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of a funny conversation, but they're learning, they're learning, they're trying to keep up with the times and, uh, yeah, they, they're supportive. They didn't shoot the idea down, which I thought they might do. Um, so I'm very thankful for them and just all throughout my life, uh, they've been supportive of me. They don't necessarily agree with everything that I do. Not that I need, not, not that I think any of the things are egregiously bad, but to know that I have their love and support means so much to me. So mom and dad, thank you so much for your support. 
uh, I owe a lot of success or a lot of the successes that I've experienced and been through to you both. So it's a product, I believe, of great parenting, loving, caring, compassionate parenting. So thank you so much, mom and dad. So that's the first thing that I'm thankful for, especially on this day. And the second thing I'm thankful for is actually toddlers. Yes, you heard that right, toddlers. Um, so at the church I go to on Sundays, uh, sometimes I'll pop into the toddlers ministry for anywhere from about 10, to 10 minutes to about half an hour. And when I'm there, uh, especially when they need help, because, you know, toddlers... They can get a little bit fussy and they want to see their moms and dads, but they're not out of worship service yet. And so what I love doing is spending time with them. And especially if they're having a really fussy or tough day, uh, doing my best to be there for them and and try to uh, get their minds off of the fact that their moms and dads aren't there, that they'll be coming, stopping by after worship service is done. But it's such a joy to be amongst them and to help them out and be there and just love them. Um, they're so, so adorable. Uh, and I've stopped by enough to form um, a familiarity with some of the toddlers there. So that's been such a joy and um, it's been such an honor and privilege to be there and help out, help out with the toddlers ministry, even though I'm not officially part of that ministry um, I actually help out a lot with the parking ministry at our church, um, and that's that's always interesting and fun, uh, but it's nice to stop by on occasion to help out with the toddler's ministry. So I'm very thankful for toddlers. Uh, they always put a smile on my face, and though they can be difficult at times, uh, I just love them very much, and they're just so fun to watch. So thank you to all the toddlers out there, and I am happy to help out. At our church for any parents who are just so relieved that they're able to drop their little ones off at the toddler's ministry and enjoy their worship service without much distraction. So thank you, toddlers. I hope you all grow up to be very fine young men and women. So yeah, those are two things that I'm thankful for. Uh, next up, I wanted to move into how the podcasting experience has been. And so this is my second podcast episode. I recorded and published my first podcast episode a few days ago. So I just wanted to generally talk about things. I won't go too far into the weeds with the experience, but just at least wanted to give um, some feedback with regards to the process, uh, some honest reflections. And so here we go. Uh, so first thing I wanted to share is that this whole podcast idea, or me, get, me getting into this podcasting realm, was uh, months in the making. I had thought about it and wondered if it's something that I really wanted to do. Uh, I even asked myself, well, am I going to get burnt out doing this? Um, and a big part of this whole process taking months, I think, ultimately came down to how much of, how much of a perfectionist do I and should I want to be. And I think, or I know that I have a lot of perfectionist tendencies. And so naturally, I want to get a lot of things right before I do something. But reading through a lot of books, and just hearing from people who've 
been through kind of this entrepreneurial area and trying new things and just going for it, I decided that I too needed to go for it or else I was risking not doing this. I was risking basically having done all the legwork, the research, um, just even getting into the technical nitty gritty and doing all that and basically not following through and not taking action. And so I wanted to squash all that and say, basically, I'm going to record my first podcast episode. I have to be okay with it not being perfect. And even if I had done so much planning and done everything I can to make the podcast perfect, even from the first episode, even if I had planned for that, there would still be plenty of things that I thought that I could have done better. And so I bit the bullet and said, you know what, I'm going to record my first podcast episode. I'll figure things out as I go. I'll figure out what works well, what doesn't, uh, things I can change. And so I'm very much an open book as far as this experience is concerned. And I'm looking forward to uh, continually improving, but I think more importantly, enjoying um, this sort of storytelling, if you will. And it would be such a joyful experience and feeling to know that that what I say, the stories that I share, um, the reflections that I share might have some sort of impact or might help to spark someone's life or maybe even change their lives or maybe even provide pure entertainment. I don't know. So uh, yeah, so very excited to have basically told myself, hey, just go for it. Just do it. And so that's been good. I think one of the challenging aspects of podcasting is scheduling time to record episodes. Um, I definitely do have a busy schedule between work and um, things that I volunteer for at my church and uh, connecting and meeting up with friends. I, I've found that that's getting more and more difficult to do, uh, spending time with my girlfriend and all those things. So time management has been of the utmost importance in all of this podcasting. And then I would say another challenging aspect, not impossible, but challenging aspect is getting the technicalities of the podcasting right. So a big part of that, I think, is audio editing, making sure that everything sounds good, making adjustments if something sounds too... Uh, quiet or too loud and you know cutting out the uhs and ums <laughs> at least uh, enough um to i did it again i said um again at least cutting them out enough to keep the flow of the podcast going i think in my first episode i cut out too many of the uhs and ums i think that's just part of natural speech that's just part of how i talk and so for this episode, I'm definitely going to make more of an effort to leave a lot of the natural tendencies of speech in the podcast and just take out, you know, very long pauses or, yeah, something that's just egregiously bad. Then I'll take it out. But I think for the most part, I'll leave the podcast intact. I don't want it to be the case where I take out all the pauses and it feels like I'm droning on and on and on and on and on and on and on for half an hour or so. So... Those are some things that I'm doing. Uh, would I encourage those who are looking to podcasting to get into it? Um, I think for the most part, yes. I 
do think it comes down to how much time you have. Um, honestly, in terms of podcasting equipment, um, you know, it's it's however much you want to put into it. Um, I, I do think there probably is a bare minimum as far as how much you want to spend. So for me, uh, the money that I'm spending on podcasting so far is... Uh, about a $20, $25 mic from Amazon that I got. Uh, I know there are more expensive options that probably produce better quality as far as microphones are concerned, but I did do a lot of research, uh, poured through a lot of Amazon reviews, and I know that Amazon reviews can be unreliable and you know customers could be paid to write good reviews and things like that, but I did my very best to do my due diligence and find out what some of the best budget and value microphones are. So yeah, so about a 20 to $25 mic um, is what I started off with. And I think the brand, I can't see my mic right now. Um, oh no, I can see it. It The brand is Fifine, Fifine. It's like F-I-F-I-N-E. And it, yeah, that's the mic that I use. It's a USB mic. Uh, seems to be working pretty well. Um, I think if anything, the recording, any sort of audio issues, if you will, are probably room related. I'm recording in my bedroom, but uh, it seems to be serving its purpose and I at least can somewhat hear what I'm saying, at least based on running back episode one of this podcast. Um, other than that, I did buy a mic stand um, that included a pop filter. So uh, in really basic terms, a pop filter kind of uh, takes out certain it filters out certain noises that might otherwise go through the mic so it, it kind of filters out certain unwanted sounds and other than that um so those are those that's basically it for the hardware of course you uh need a computer or laptop um to record given that i have a usb mic um and then on the software side uh, you would need some sort of recording software um, so you can use Audacity, which I'm using, or you can use things like Adobe Audition, which is a audio recording and editing software. And right now, at least, or these days, Adobe offers, I think, a seven-day trial for that. So that's probably something that I'll look to do. And so, yeah, so software. And then also I... In part, so I signed up for a service called Libsyn, which L-I-B-S-Y-N, it's short for, I believe, Liberated Syndication. And what that, so I pay, oh, off the top of my head, I think $15 a month. Um, and basically Libsyn is a service that helps create your RSS feed uh, for your podcast and it helps host audio files and helps you publish things so that once you upload things and episodes on Libsyn, then other platforms that Libsyn is connected to, such as iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, all those various platforms, and there are more platforms than that. I'm just naming uh, some of the more common ones. Uh, those platforms can then rely on the RSS feed that Libsyn basically creates and then automatically upload your podcast episodes on those various platforms. So it's very convenient. Um, it's a highly reputable service. A lot of them use it. Or a lot of podcasters, 
is what I meant by them. A lot of podcasters use it, especially uh, more established ones. And there are other um, similar services out there. I think Blue Blueberry. Uh, I forget the spelling, but it's like a short version of Blueberry. I think they do some sort of podcast hosting service as well. So there are others out there, but Libsyn, Liberated Syndication, seems to be um, one of the more, more, if not most, reputable ones. So I, yeah, about $15 a month for that. And I think that's all so far. Um, so a lot of these services, uh, it definitely helps, I think. And, oh, and I should mention that Adobe Audition, I believe, is about $20, $21 a month. But from my, from what I hear, it's actually uh, worth it, especially if you're looking for a very professional um audio editing software, but I know a lot of podcasters also use free software like Audacity, um, and that usually serves well, at least in the beginning of a podcast. So yeah, that in a nutshell is kind of what's going on in my podcasting world and how the experience has been for me. I'll certainly um, be open to sharing more about it as things go, but because I'm so new to this, um, just wanted to share some initial thoughts, but all in all, very excited to be doing this, and um, I'm just really excited to be myself and share um, things that are really on my heart and that I value. So that's the podcasting world for me. And that takes us to our final portion of today's podcast episode. So last episode, in the previous episode, I covered... Uh, the first five things in the 30 before 30 series in which I talk about 30 things that I wish I had known or done before I hit the age of 30. And this is an exercise of self-reflection and especially if there are people in the same life stage as me. Um, I wanted to provide just some insight as far as uh, kind of the perspective of a 30-something. Uh, I'm in my early 30s now, and now that I've lived through my 20s, um, it's it's just interesting to see uh, what I've lived through, how I lived through things, and maybe some things that I could have done differently. And I should add, though, that I'm, I'm quite happy with where I am now, and without having done things a certain way, I, I think I, you know, without those things, I couldn't appreciate where I am now. So I don't want to downplay anything that I've been through, uh, any, you know, negative experiences, because I really feel like nothing goes to waste. Uh, even, you know, being idle sometimes, um, I, I don't think that goes to waste either. Uh, life is a lot about figuring things out as we go. And I feel like if we feel like we've made it or, we're fully developed, then, then we're not fully developed. Life is constantly about making adjustments and things along those lines. So I never want to feel like I've made it. But I think an exercise like this helps me to be more self-aware. And uh, hopefully, if nothing else, this will be an interesting look into how at least one thirty-something guy thinks. So I'm not going to delay this any further. I'm just going to go right into number six. And number six in the 30 Before 30 series is 
I wish I knew that the need to impress people or impress other people wasn't so important. Um, so in my 20s, one thing that I really liked to do was essentially buy things that seemed impressive and that I thought other people would respect and respect in terms of that they would kind of look at what I have or what I wear or what I own and be like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, this guy's got it together. And it could be, I mean, there were mostly, I would say like things like electronics and um, like artsy things, ironically. So I was, re- I've, I'm, I guess I still am kind of into this, this whole arts and crafts kind of thing. I, I have a fascination with typography and modern calligraphy and things like that. And I also have a fascination with mason jars and, and things like that. I, I, and in fact, when it comes to hosting events, I, I like writing stuff on chalkboards to make it look really artsy and things like that. And so I, I think all of those things, um, I think, I think deep down inside, it was me trying to be a good host, me trying to uh, liven up the atmosphere and make people feel like, oh yeah, like, um, like this is fun. This is exciting. But at the end of the day, I realized that all those things are nice, but what people really value at the end of the day are relationships and the talks that we have and, and things along that nature. And so I realized, yeah, all these things that I do to be a good host, they're, they're, a ch- they're the cherries on top. But what's most important fundamentally is that I spend precious and valuable time with other people. And it doesn't necessarily require these basically luxuries to help liven up the atmosphere. It's not a bad thing if I do, but it's not absolutely necessary. So that definitely is one life lesson that I wish I had known earlier, but I'm realizing more now. And especially as I'm in a relationship now with my girlfriend, I'm realizing that what's most important is that we make quality time for each other. And yeah, we'll absolutely will occasionally do things that are exciting, uh, that might cost some money. But for the most part, we're just really happy to see each other and spend time with each other. And I thank her a lot for that. Um, I thank her a lot for not really being into the fancy, fancy things at the end of the day. It's nice. She appreciates them. But what she really wants is to spend time with me. And so I'm so thankful to her. Thank you so much, Kristen. You are awesome. And yeah, that is number six. We go on then to number seven of the 30 Before 30 series. So number seven in 30 Before 30. I wish I wrote more thank you cards. Um, So there are three things that my mom taught me to say from a very young age. And those three things are, I'm sorry, I love you, and thank you. And so growing up, saying thank you to others actually wasn't too difficult for me because my mom had hammered that thought in my head, right? She absolutely made sure that I said thank you for everything and to everyone. But 
I think one of the ways in which I express my feelings and thoughts best is through writing. And so because of that, I wish I wrote more thank you cards because to say thank you, it absolutely is meaningful if it comes from the heart. But from a quantitative standpoint, from a technical standpoint, saying thank you takes a few seconds. But writing thank you, even just writing those two words, it I would, I would guess for most people it takes longer than saying thank you. And not only that, if I write a thank you note, which is more than just saying thank you, um, that takes even longer time. And that's not to equate necessarily time with something that's meaningful, but at least for me, I know that if I take my time to write a thoughtful note, uh, it's just that much more meaningful, meaningful for me to express that to others through writing. And so, yeah, especially for really, really big and nice gestures, I wish I'd just done, I wish I'd done more than just say thank you and wish I had um, written them a thank you note. And maybe even one step further, treating them out to something nice. It could be a dinner, a meal, uh, maybe spend some time and, and buy them coffee or tea or things like that. But yeah, I wish I'd written more thank you cards. I think I'm getting better at that these days, but I'm always having to remind myself that, yeah, I can not only just say say thank you, but I can write thank you and explain why I'm thankful to others as well. So that is number seven. Number eight, um, I wish I had put on sunscreen more often in my 20s. And that's not to say I feel like my skin is super, super wrinkly or anything like that, but I am starting starting to see, or I have been starting to see over the past few years, um, cer certain spots develop. And no, it's not skin cancer, um, but you know, definitely some spots that develop when I'm out in the sun. Um, some wrinkles, um, definitely darker skin. So I'm trying to be more mindful of that these days, especially if I know I'm going to be out in the sun, let's say longer than an hour, then I do my very best to put on sunscreen. And I played quite a bit of golf in my 20s. And so because of that, uh, and because one is typically out on the course for, I don't know, anywhere from three and a half hours to maybe five hours, if you're playing 18, the full 18 holes out on the golf course, that's a lot of time in the sun. And so I think that kind of helped to accelerate in a bad way, accelerate uh, my skin looking a little bit more aged, dark, wrinkly, uh, and have some spots and freckles. But yeah, that's one thing I wish I did more. Um, on a daily basis, it's really hard for me to get, it's really hard for me to put on sunscreen. Uh, because, for example, I'm, I might be in the car for 10 minutes to get, the work, to get to work, 10 minutes to get back, and during the day, I'm usually inside for most, inside the office for most of my workday. And so in those cases, it's honestly pretty hard, but especially on weekends where I might be more um, prone to being out in the sun more often or out in the sun longer for longer stretches of time, that's when I will definitely put on sunscreen. So I'm glad that I'm doing this now. I kind of wish I started earlier, but even now it's not too late. 
So that's number eight on the 30 before 30 series. I got two more. Uh, the next one is number nine, which is I wish I traveled more. Yeah, I wish I traveled more in my 20s. Um, towards the latter years of my 20s, so around, I'd say like 28, 29, I did start to travel more, and I'm very thankful for that. But before then, I really didn't travel much unless... Yeah, I just really didn't travel much. And then the question becomes, well, why do I value that so much? And I think for me, it's really raising awareness to what's out there in the world. Um, even in different states within the United States, um, things are different. It could be cultures, it could be food, it could just be kind of a regional way of doing things, mannerisms, uh, quirks, you know, all sorts of different things. And although I live in salad, salad, <laughs> I don't live in a salad. I was going to say, although I live in Southern California, which culturally speaking is multicultural, uh, there's so many cultures represented, uh, so many countries represented, even though that's the case, Southern California or California in general doesn't have everything. There are certain things that other states will have or feature or be like characteristically that California doesn't have or represent. And so I think a good example of this is when I visited Portland, Portland, Oregon a couple of years ago. Uh, one of the things that fascinated me about Portland was their drivers. Yeah, like as far as, yeah, in terms of like driving a car. And I don't know if this was specific to, if I just happened to coincidentally be driving with these kinds of car drivers, vehicle drivers. But every time, so I rented a car while I was there in Portland, and every time I merged onto the highway or the freeway, cars in the slow lane would slow lane would actually slow down for me to make sure I got in there just fine. And this ha didn't happen just once. This happened every single time I tried to get on the freeway or the highway. And that was such a shocker for me because honestly, here in Southern California, most, not all, but most drivers would rush to get past me before I merged onto the slow lane or the right lane, the furthest right lane. And so that was very interesting. Um, I, my general observation from uh, the, I think I was there in Portland for three or four days, but my general observation was that wow, Portland drivers are very nice and very yielding. Like they're willing to go out of their way. They're willing to basically break on the freeway to get me to go in, to make way for me. And so, so yeah, um, I know it's kind of a silly example, but that's one thing that I, th that was one thing where I was reflecting on and I was like, yeah, I would not have known that had I not gone out to Portland so that was very interesting. Or even things like um, in Portland or in Oregon, in the state of Oregon. Um, and I think this is true universally, although I, I think I heard that this is changing for at least a few areas or cities in Oregon. But um, I know that still for the most part in the state of Oregon, you're not allowed to fill your own gas. It's basically full serve 
gasoline service, and so there will there will be an attendant that pumps the gas for you or puts gas in your car for you. And so I had heard of that prior to traveling to Portland, but to actually see it and be in the car when that all happened was an interesting experience. So yeah, there are just certain experiences that you won't get or that I won't that I won't get uh, just by being in kind of the Southern California bubble and having visited other states and other areas. And I'm like, wow, this is fun. Like it really opens my eyes to see what's out there, how things are different. And at the end of the day, I might be inspired. Um, I might see something, learn about something, experience something that I take back with me back to Southern California. And it might inspire me to do something. It might inspire me to start a blog. It might inspire me to maybe start my own business. Uh, taking, an, taking an idea or an experience that I experienced elsewhere outside of Southern California. Um, and so I think that's the excitement aspect of it, to know that there might be one thing or experience that really opens up my eyes or really changes my perspective of how life is or how things are. And it might, who knows, lead me to the next big thing. And so I find that to be exciting. And so I'm making an effort to travel more and that's kind of been going on for the past few years so very thankful for the opportunities whether it's for work or for personal leisure definitely traveling more definitely have been on the plane more and i hope to continue that to help broaden my perspective and see what's out there in the world so that is number nine which leaves us with last but not least number 10 i wish i had spent less time on social media in my 20s and before I go any further, I will throw in some qualifications, or qualifiers, I should say. Uh, one is, I do believe social media can be used for good, so I don't want this to seem like I'm bashing on social media. I think my point here is, I wish I spent less time on social media that on social media that I wasn't so consumed by it in my 20s. And a good example of this is um, Facebook was really big for me in my 20s. And I think nowadays, um, it's still fairly popular, but Instagram and Twitter seem to have kind of not overtaken Facebook per se, per se, but they seem to be more prevalent and kind of the more in, so to speak, social media platforms. But but anyway, uh, in my 20s, Facebook was the thing, at least for me and my friends. And yeah, a ridic ridiculous example is that I would log on to my Facebook or go into my Facebook app on my smartphone. And then I would browse through the newsfeed. So looking at what everyone else is posting, uh, what everyone else is, is sharing and posting in terms of pictures and what they're writing and all that. And I would get through it and then I do something else. But then maybe not even five minutes later, without even thinking, I would go back into the Facebook app and look at the newsfeed again. And in that five minute span, there might be, I don't know, a few stories or posts that are new since I had been on Facebook five minutes earlier. But then it becomes a question of why. I could have waited many hours later and gotten caught up on my newsfeed in a matter of maybe five to ten minutes and save myself a lot of time. But I realized what I was doing a lot of during my 20s was... I would constantly go on Facebook, like seemingly like every five to 10 minutes, every 20 minutes, uh, just being obsessed with seeing what's new. 
And a lot of this was happening mindlessly. And so I look back and I think to myself, man, that's a lot of time wasted going back on Facebook. I could have spent that time, you know, reading a book, uh, doing something that might have had more of an impact on me. But really, for me, it was just mindless browsing on what's out there. And, you know, occasionally there might be some good posts out there, but it was purely really for entertainment. And so, yeah, it's that's one thing that I kind of regret. But uh, these days I'm being more mindful of. And I think because my interests and hobbies and pursuits have been geared more towards developing myself personally and professionally, and because my focus has been on those things in terms of time, effort, and energy. I think naturally I'm spending less time on social media, so I'm very thankful to be learning this lesson as I go. I can't say that I fully mastered it, but definitely I'm spending less time on social media and checking my social media accounts, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, much, much less. So I'm very thankful for that. Well, that wraps up the 30 before 30 series, or I should say part two of the 30 before 30 series. So we've gotten through the first 10 things uh, combined between the first episode and this episode. And so that takes us a third of the way through the series. Uh, This has been uh, very nice of me. Well, nice not as in I'm doing you guys a favor, but nice in terms of it's a nice and good realization that I'm able to share openly about some things I wish I could have changed. But again, that being said, I'm you know, there's there's nothing that went to waste, and I'm happy I'm learning a lot of lessons now or or within the past couple of years, and so very thankful for that. Definitely looking forward to continuing this list in episode three. We'll definitely keep the 30 before 30 multi-episode series train rolling. Um, but with that being said, I will just end by saying a big thank you to everyone who is listening to this podcast. Um, I know that for me, it's easy for me to be self-conscious about, you know, how does my voice sound? <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people feel like their voice doesn't sound good, but I'm slowly getting over that fear because everyone sounds different. So I've come to embrace that fact, um, especially for myself. And um, yeah, sometimes I wonder, well, is anyone interested in what I have to say? But I think I'm also getting over that fear because um, hearing so many other perspectives and podcasts and different flavors, it's been interesting. Um, I'm realizing that, yeah, there is an audience for almost everything. And so I wanted to thank you guys, the listeners, so much. Um, if I could individually and personally thank each one of you, I could. Uh, we'll see how this podcasting adventure or where this podcasting adventure takes me, but so excited to keep this train going. If you guys ever have any comments, feel free to let me know. Uh, you guys can leave comments I'm sure on the various platforms or, you know, you guys can go on my Daily Treasure blog and website and post things there or shoot me an email. My contact information is all in that blog. But yeah, thank you again. Um, I definitely look forward to continuing this podcast with episode three for next time. But until next time, I hope all of you stay cool, stay classy. Thank you much again. Love you all. And I will be signing off. So until next time, see ya. Hey, everyone. That concludes this episode of the Daily Treasure podcast. Make sure to check out my website at dailytreasure.com. That's dailytreasure.com 
to check out some other content that I have that's not specific to this podcast. And remember, until next time, give thanks, count your blessings, and treasure life daily.